Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by David Deering, owner at Touchpoint Digital Marketing Agency. Hello, David. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm pretty good. Oh, you've made me really relaxed now because you've got that sort of really sort of relaxing... Well, uh, you know, it's I know it's the afternoon for you, but it's uh, the morning for me, so I'm still probably half asleep, so, you know, we'll see how this goes. Well, you, you, <laughs> sa- you do sound very relaxed, and you've made me much more relaxed now, so thank you for that. Let's start off by uh, learning a little bit about uh, David Deering and what you do? Um, well, I own a small digital marketing agency in New Orleans called uh, Touchpoint. It's in Louisiana, in the United States, across the pond. So we do everything from web design, SEO, so on. But one of the things that I specialize in is structured data markup, uh, helping companies implement uh, schema.org markup on their websites. So I've helped actually many companies from the small local mom and pop shops to large multi-billion dollar brands implement structured data on a markup uh, on their websites i'm sorry and then also um some you can usually find me on google's webmaster central forum uh, assisting others with their structured data and rich snippet questions excellent now the thing that i'm really interested in is that there have been some changes recently in google sort of structured uh, data testing tool well, and their guidelines but before we drill down into that let's just have a reminder of sort of uh, what structured data is and how it helps because we have touched you know we've we've covered this a few times on the podcast but let's just remind our listeners of how it all works from a sort of like 10,000 foot view well in simple terms uh, structured data basically is the process of adding certain tags or codes to your web page to help teach search engines and machines what the content on your page means. Uh, See, when Google crawls your website's pages, all it sees is just a bunch of uh, codes and characters, but it doesn't really mean much to them. Well, structured data markup helps provide context to that content. It helps uh, them better understand it. Uh, For example, let's take an e-commerce website. If, If a website sells products on their website through structured data markup, uh, you can help Google and other search engines understand, uh, for example, what the name of the product is, or mm. who makes it, or what brand it is, how much it costs, and what price currency, uh, whether or not you have it in stock, and what rating previous customers have given it. And that's just one example of how it can be used. Um, mm. Really, the applications of structured data markup are are pretty much endless. Now, besides helping search engines and machines better understand the content, 
Google and the other major search engines can use your structured data markup to display rich snippets in search results. Mm. So going back to a website that sells products, by marking up those products, Google can possibly display in the for your search result the particular product's price, the availability, and the rating of that product right there in, in search results, right under your search result. Yeah. So if your web page lists uh, uh, as another example, maybe it, uh, your web page has some event and you mark it up with structured data. Google might display the name, the date, and location, and cost of the tickets right there in the results page. Yeah. And because rich snippets are visual and tend to pe uh, draw people's attention to that listing in the search result, uh, they can in turn lead to more clicks and visits. Uh, so that's another possible benefit of structured data markup. But But really... The main benefit is that it helps search engines and machines better understand the content on the page and what it means. Yeah, as a developer, I I really get that because web pages are designed for humans, aren't they? For to look nice to humans, but they're not terribly good at defining what the data is actually on the page. So I guess this is a way to make the uh, the markup make more sense to computers and be more sort of database-like, I suppose, isn't it? Right, right. So we can look at a, a web page and we understand the purpose of it. We understand um, if there's a product on the page and we see the price and so on, we understand that they're selling the product at their website. Search engines really don't necessarily understand that. They don't know if the website is selling the product, are they reviewing the product, did someone just buy the product and they're yeah. talking about it. So they, they really don't understand it. Um, so again, that, that structure, that markup helps them better understand what, uh, what exactly the purpose of the page is and what the content on that page means. Now you mentioned, um, rich snippets, uh, David, just mm -hmm. remind us exactly what, where they are on the search results. Are they these sort of fancy little boxes you often get on the right hand side? Yeah, uh, sometimes if you do a search for businesses, maybe, or, or products, or even recipes, you might see like uh, the star is a five-star uh, rating right under the search result. So that's one example of uh, a rich snippet, which is uh, generated through structured data markup. Again, if you mark up your products, Google might show the uh, name of the product and the price and the price currency, whether or not you have it in stock, and also the rating if, if all that is uh, on the page and marked up. Um, events, again, they could show the time, date, and place, cost of tickets. Uh, so there's uh, a handful of rich snippets that Google will show, and they're continually uh, developing uh, support for more and more. So I won't be surprised if we see more rich snippets, uh, different types of rich snippets to appear in, in Google search results pretty soon. Uh, it's really nice, these rich snippets are. So they normally appear in a box, don't they? They're really sort of nicely formatted. They tend to sort of jump out from the, the jumble of the rest of the results, don't they? Yeah, they do. Sometimes uh, you'll see them right directly under the search result. Yeah. Uh, and then Google also uh, shows uh, what's called the knowledge graph panel, which is typically on the upper right side of the page. So yes, yes. Uh, through structured data markup is, is one of the main uh, ways they understand the content. But they can, for example, if you do a, a branded search for a company, they might show that company's um, logo and yes. yeah. uh, the founder's information or you know when it was established and their uh, main contact phone number and they're now they're showing their social media profile links uh, right there in the knowledge graph panel so all these things are really uh based on the structured data markup that they find on a website now 
uh, when it comes down to actually sort of implementing structured data on our websites, there are two main ways, aren't there, David? You could tell us about those. Yeah. Most people will use either microdata or JSON-LD. Let's start with the microdata because that's the one that I'm a little bit more familiar with. In simple terms, microdata uh, basically describes HTML tags that are added to a web page. And in this case, are used to implement structured data markups. Now, these tags aren't visible to your visitors, but they are there mainly for the benefit of machines and search engines who, who can read them. Microdata is one of the more popular ways, common ways, that and webmasters implement structured data markup on their websites. Uh, the other way that uh, that Google is actually beginning to support more and more now and encourage more and more mm. is JSON-LD. Uh, JSON-LD stands for JavaScript Object Notation for Linked Data. Okay. And just for our listeners, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with JSON, that, that is a kind of a – it's widely used, isn't it, in the sort of programming world. It's a great way of describing data using sort of principal text characters, if you like, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not going to get too technical because I'm not too smart that way, but basically JSON-LD is just another syntax, another programming language that can be used to add structured data markups to to uh, your web page. So it's different than microdata in that it's a script that's added usually to the head section or somewhere in the body of the page. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there are some differences between microdata and JSON-LD, and each have their pros and cons. But most people will either use one or the other to add schema markups to their site. Can you use both, David, or should you only use one or the other? Uh, typically, Google likes you to stick with one. Yeah. Now, sometimes, um, you know, I've seen websites or web pages have both, um, but they don't want you really marking up the same content that are the same entities with both uh so i would just you know try to go with the one that's easier for you mm. and and stick with that one um throughout the site now tell us a little bit about schema because this this is quite important isn't it this, this is where all these various formats of microdata are described isn't it yeah, schema or technically it's schema.org it's uh, one of the, and, and probably the most well-known vocabularies that's used to implement structured data markups. Uh, it's a standardized vocabulary that's supported and continuously being developed by Google, Bing, Yahoo, and Yandex. So a few years ago, they all got together and agreed uh, upon this standardized vocabulary for, for structured data. So anytime they come together and agree about something, you know, you know, that, that's something that we want to take note of. But they all recommend uh, that webmasters mark up their pages with structured data uh, using the schema.org vocabulary. Now let's move on to what Google have been up to, because they have recently changed their guidelines, haven't they, on structured data and, and sort of be giving slightly different advice. What changes have been happening there? Yeah, so they actually made uh, changes both to their their guidelines as well as to their testing tools. Um, as far as our testing tool goes, if you have tested any structured data markup in, in recent months, uh, you'll notice that the tool is different. One of the main differences now is, does it look different? But you can now test both microdata and JSON-LD markups, where previously you could not test JSON-LD markups with the Google Structured Data Testing Tool. Okay. However, the downside is with the new tool, the rich snippet previews have gone away. Um, with the old testing tool, 
you were able to see a preview of the rich snippets that Google might display for your markup. Yeah. But with the new tool, we're no longer able to see that now. But they did that for a reason. Um, and speaking to someone at Google who was involved with, with all of these changes, Google and the people at Google felt that too many users were focusing first and foremost on getting rich snippets. Right. And if they saw some rich snippets in a testing tool result, they assumed that Google was going to display the rich snippets in actual search results. Yeah. And that's, that's not true. Uh, so Google removed the rich snippet preview in the new testing tool because they want people to focus on getting the markups right and not be overly concerned about the rich snippets. Now, I was just going to interject there, David. Do we know what governs whether or not these rich snippets will get shown, David? Or is it one of, is it one of the many mysteries of Google? <laughs> well, only they, you know, know exactly what, uh, what determines it. But uh, it's kind of like... Um, uh, rankings in a sense where they're going to look at the quality of the website. Uh, they use a, a bunch of various quality signals to determine if, when, and rich. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Which rich snippets to display mm. for a web page? So uh, your markup may actually be technically perfect, and and you test it, and and it may be perfect. You may have no errors, but it doesn't mean that Google is going to display your rich snippets because again, they're looking at the quality of the website and and the various quality signals. Sometimes. Yeah. There's no need for them to show rich snippets based on the, the search query. But overall, they're going to look at the quality of the website and the web page. So if you test your markup and you know your markup is fine, you know your, your code is fine, then my advice and, and Google's advice is to focus on the quality of your website and, and see whether uh, there's anything that might be preventing them from displaying your rich snippets in search results. So there's been a lot of changes to the guidelines as well, you were saying, uh, David. What are these? 
Actually, there have been two major changes to the structured data guidelines. Um, the first has to do with how markups can be implemented on a site. In their old guidelines, Google stated that if a person used microdata to add structured data markups to the web page, the tags had to be added in line or around the actual content. The tags and codes had to uh, surround the content where it, it existed on the page. Yeah. Uh, they had very strict guidelines about hiding your markups by doing such things as using all meta tags. But you know, adding markups to the content on a page was pretty tricky sometimes for, for people because Let's say if you had your logo and company name at the top of the page in the header and then some content in the body of the page, and then maybe your address and phone number in the footer, you know, I could get kind of difficult to mark all that up and nest it correctly and, and get the markup right. Yeah. Well, you know, apparently Google understood our, our pains and struggles. So in their new structured data guidelines, they simply state that, uh, quote, you generally shouldn't mark up content that is not visible to users. Uh, however, adding microdata tags inline or around the content is no longer required. So in fact, it's now permissible to use all meta tags to add structured and markup to a page. And you can simply insert the tags in the head section or in the body of the page somewhere, mm. as long as the markups reflect the content that's visible on the page to your users. So that's that's actually a huge change because now adding structured data markups to a website has just become much, much easier to do. Uh, so I, I think this was a great change on Google's part and should make a lot of webmasters and website owners happy. But uh, again, the important thing for everyone to remember is that the markups should reflect the actual content that's on the page. So in other words, uh, don't try to sneak in some other things into your markups just because you want to get snippets or because you don't want to, to display something on the page because Google will no doubt catch that. Yeah. And they can and, and they will take manual action against your site if they feel that you're trying to be deceitful with your markups. Um, but hopefully this new change will lead to many others adding schema markups to their site because it, it has made adding them or implementing structured data markup and schema markup much, much easier. The other major change in Google's structured data guidelines is in regards to marking up reviews and ratings. Mm. In their old guidelines, Google stated that you could only mark up content that was generated directly by you and your users. So if you wanted to mark up your business's reviews and ratings, they had to come directly to you from a customer. So in other words, you couldn't say, uh, you know, we're rated five out of five by 20 customers on Google Plus, or we're rated five stars on Yelp by 20 people, and so on. Uh, but with their new guidelines, Google now allows us to mark up third-party reviews and ratings, which is another huge change and a good one. Okay. But again, you know, whatever you mark up must be visible on that page. Um, their new guidelines state that we should, uh, I'm not just going to quote what it says, uh, make sure the reviews and ratings you mark up are readily available to users from the marked up page. It should be immediately obvious to users that the page has review or ratings content. So 
uh, it's now acceptable to mark up third-party reviews and ratings as long as your users can access those reviews um, from the page. Okay. So uh, again, you know, that's, that's another major change from the old guidelines. But really, in both of these changes that Google has made to their structured data markup guidelines, it, it's made things much easier for all of us to add markups to our websites. And they've, in some respects, loosened up with what's acceptable now. But again, we just need to make sure that our markups accurately reflect what our visitors see on our page. Um, as a general rule, if it's not visible to a human, then we shouldn't add it add it to our markup. Now that does seem to be the general the uh, the golden rule, doesn't it? If you cut, you know, if it's uh, if it's invisible, don't mark it up. <laughs> Right, right. They don't want you, you know, displaying something to visitors and then showing, you know, machines and search engines something out. Mm. Uh, they, they want your markups to reflect, again, what people actually see on the web page. And, and, you know, there have been many cases where people try to sneak in some things in their markups and, and Google will catch that. So it's not worth trying to uh, uh, take a chance with. So just make sure that, you know, your whatever you mark up, it, it's just uh, someone can see it when they visit the page. Fantastic. So in the light of all this then, David, are there uh, two or three top tips we should be giving out to our listeners, things that they should be doing? Well, my advice is is to mark up as much as you possibly can on your site. And that includes, of course, marking up your business's name, address, phone number, uh, hours, your logo. And you can even include your various social media profiles in, in your markups. Uh, Google now displays all of those things for branded search queries in the knowledge graph panel that, that we talked about earlier, that information box that you might sometimes see yes. in the top right corner of search results. Yeah. So, so that's one thing that everyone should do. But really, there's almost no limit uh, as to what can be marked up with schema and structured data. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can mark up the products you sell, the concerts and other events that your page is, is uh, uh, referring to, uh, reviews and ratings, uh, recipes, videos, articles, and even the services that your business provides. Mm. Now, one of the biggest areas I see many websites all short in, you might say, with their markups is that they don't go far enough with them. Uh, they might mark up their, their nap, their name, address, phone number, mm. which usually appears in the footer, and that's as far as they go. Um, so every page on the website might have some markup on it, but it's all the same. It's just of their name, address, and phone number. Mm. And that's a good start, but it's only a start. And, you know, to be honest, Google probably already knows that information, uh, you know, they probably already understand your name, address, and phone number, especially if you've ever created any citations or done any any kind of uh, offset SEO. So I recommend going as far as possible with your markups. Mm -hmm. um, figure out what the main entity on your page is or, or what the purpose of your page is, and then structure your markup with that in mind. Uh, now, you, of course, can still include your NAP within a markup, but usually it will be part of a, a larger, much larger markup. For example, if your page is a product page, then you want to fully mark up the product um, with you or your business as the seller of that product. Yeah. Or if your page is describing an event, then the event is going to be the primary marked up entity with your business as the organizer of the event. Or if your page is describing a service that your business provides, 
the service itself should be marked up and then your business uh, your business's markup would be included as the seller or provider of that service uh, david is this because um i suppose in theory any any query any google query might end up just hitting one of your sort of deep pages so are you saying that it's a good idea for each page to i don't know, not quite stand alone but certainly have enough uh, sort of um structured data there so that people know your business name and things like that even if it's like a product page Yes, yes. I, I um, am a firm believer that every page of your website should have unique structured data markup. Mm. So again, if if the only markup on your page is just of your name, address, and phone number, then you're not really helping Google and the other search engines under understand or better understand the content on your page. Yeah. Uh, so again, I advise people, uh, or when I'm doing work for a client. I figure out what is the purpose of the page? What is the main entity on the page? What is you know, the reason for this page? What are they trying to accomplish? And then you structure your markup around that. But as a general rule, your markup really should be unique because every web page, uh, the content on the page is going to be unique. Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, if you get this wrong and if you try and be deceitful, you know, Google can sort of downmark you a bit. But Conversely, have you seen any sort of positive results in rankings and traffic because of good use of structured data like this? What's your feeling on this? Any hard data or gut feelings? I I personally, and I know others who have uh, gone, you know, uh, pretty far with their markups and marked up the pages and websites well uh, for themselves and, and for other clients. We have seen uh, where it does help the the web page appear higher in search results it does lead to more traffic and and more clicks so uh, i'm not going to say that simply by adding structured data markup you're automatically going to rank higher and it's going to help you but if you do you know really dig deep with the markup and and go as far as you can with it and you really help google and the other search engines uh understand what that content on your on your web page is, I have seen it. Others have seen that it can lead to uh, high rankings and more clicks and traffic. So I would definitely advise all of our listeners to certainly go and revisit those uh, structured data guidelines over at Google. Um, David, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge about this. How can our listeners find out more about you? Uh, well, they can find me on Google Plus. Just search for plus David Deering, or they can uh, contact me, uh, visit our website, uh, which is touchpointdigitalmarketing.com. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, show notes, as usual, will be at sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you fancy doing a review, that would be great. If you want to email us, podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. If you want to leave an audio message or a question, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. So that's all from me, Andy, and it's all from David. Thank you, Andy. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.